My name is Patricia Kathleen, and this podcast series will contain interviews I conduct with women, female-identified, and non-binary individuals regarding their professional stories and personal narrative as it relates to their perspective. This podcast is designed to hold a space for all individuals to learn from their counterparts, regardless of age, status, or industry. We intend to transparently investigate the evolving global dialogue regarding underrepresented figures in all industries across the USA and abroad. By hosting these stories and conversations, we aim to contribute to the changing platform and representation of these individuals for the future. If you are enjoying this podcast series, be sure to check out our subsequent series called Roundtable with Patricia Kathleen, where we talk with a panel of guests regarding key topics that arise in these individual interviews. You can subscribe to all of our podcast series on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean, as well as our website, patriciacathleen.com. You can also contact me directly via this website or through my media website, wild.agency. That's W-I-L-D-E dot agency. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the conversation. everyone and welcome back. This is your host Patricia and today I am sitting down and speaking with Kate Rayford. Kate is the founder of Pre-Nursing Smarter. It is an online test prep designed for pre-nursing students so that they can score higher and get into nursing school. You can locate it at www.prenursingsmarter.com. Welcome Kate. Hi, so excited to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you here. I, as we were talking in pre-production, um, I am so excited to be exploring this area. I told Kate that I think that her company is addressing um, in a, an industry that has a terminal drought in it, which is test prep. I think that there's a lot more to be done with it. And so I can't wait to unpack um, pre, uh, pre-nursing smarter. But before we get to that, I want to give everyone a quick roadmap of today's podcast. It will follow the same Um, trajectory that all of the podcasts within this series do. We'll first look at Kate's academic background and early professional life following that. We'll then turn our attention towards unpacking pre-nursing smarter and any other endeavors that fall under that purview with Kate. We'll first look at logistics of the who, what, when, where, why, and how, um, funding, co-founders, anything like that. And then we'll look at um, some of the ethos of the company and the impetus for her launching it and some of the philosophy behind it. We will then look at goals that Kate may have for the next three years with Pre-Nursing Smarter regarding expansion, scaling, launching, further things of that nature. We'll wrap everything up with advice that Kate may have. For those of you looking to um, create a similar startup or perhaps get involved with Pre-Nursing Smarter um, as it is right now, a quick bio before I get started. Pre-Nursing Smarter was created by Kate Rayford, who's who's been helping busy college students study smarter for more than seven years. She tutored and taught at San Diego colleges before creating her online TEAS prep program, Pre-Nursing Smarter in 2017. So, and I can't wait to to kind of crawl through a lot of that with you, um, Kate, but first I want you to walk us through your academic background and early professional life so we get a bird's eye view into your past. Yeah, sounds great. So I was a pretty uh, studious person, as you can probably imagine, starting a test prep company. Um, I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison to study genetics. I was super into genetics and just picked a school that had a great genetics program. Um, Midway through, though, I added journalism to my major as well. Um, 
I really liked talking about science, um, communicating about science, and eventually I went to grad school at Northwestern to get a master's in journalism. Um, I did a lot of writing and kind of all throughout the years, um, reported in DC for a little bit, and I was always tutoring on the side, basically. I started tutoring in high school, mm -hmm. um, and it was always a side gig. Um, eventually, I thought about changing careers to become a nurse. Uh, several years ago, I was, it was hard to make a living as a writer, and yeah. there's a lot of <laughs> stress involved, and I was looking for a really flexible career where I could live anywhere in the country. I could have flexible hours and uh, something that combined science and communication. So um, I believe I was working as a copywriter and I started taking um, classes to become an EMT right after my copywriting shift, like left work and became a nationally registered EMT and was volunteering in a level one trauma center here and I uh, was taking prereqs to go to nursing school and I realized that I didn't really want to do it, um, yeah. but I had all these skills and I was working at um, a community college in academic support services, uh, working with adult learners, English language learners, and I realized there was a real need for um, this type of program and I had a very unique skill set to, to go after it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that um, that kind of pivoting is really hard. I think that it's accompanied by people talking about a nervous breakdown in academia. You know, when you realize yeah. that you don't, you're like, I, I got all of the certification. And then I was like, I'm not sure I want to do this. It's the bravery required is nothing short of um, monumental, I believe. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so well done on like identifying that before, you know, you became a nurse and spent 10 years doing something you didn't appreciate. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm wondering, um, let's get into the kind of the nuts and bolts of um, pre-nursing smarter. When was it launched and are you the single founder or are there others? And did you take any funding for the launch? Yeah, great question. So it's been about three, it's been three full years since I started. Um, originally, I was like, well, let's just put some lessons online and see what happens. Um, it's starting to feel like a business the past year or so. Uh, it's just me. And aside from supportive family, um, th there are no other founders. And that's been um, a big bulk of the, the money. I also sold my car for a while, so yeah. <laughs> that yeah. also helped. I have a car now, but bootstrapping it basically the whole way. That's awesome. And that's what you have to do for bootstrapping, right? Unless you have a trust fund, it's not just going to come out of the sky. So yeah, selling a car to cashing in a 401k, there's lots of ways to get there. <laughs> yeah. um, well done. Again, bravery, right? Bravery leads Thank on you. to bravery. So yeah. with the impetus, it sounds like you were really acclimated with, um, you had this moonlighting, this long moonlighting career with tutoring, um, which frequently involves te pre test preparation of some sort. People are usually being tutored towards an end goal, which is mm -hmm. essentially test preparation. What made you kind of zero in on this particular, the, the nursing, um, the entrance exam to nursing school um, specifically? Yeah, um, well, a couple of things happened with that. When I was um, taking my EMT classes and also some prereqs to when I was thinking about becoming a nurse, so many classmates would come up and ask me, how did you score so high on this test? How are you doing this? Um, 
a lot of people were in the same boat I was where we're working, you know, we've got a life, we're doing this on the side to advance our careers and people wanted to know what I was doing. Um, I'm a pretty good test taker. I'm fairly academically minded. Um, so I was always happy to share. I actually started working at one community college. I was helping, I was tapped to lead a workshop for beginning nursing students to help them with their writing skills and get their papers up to par. And then I uh, started working with the T's test in particular, but I was going to be taking it. So I kind of knew a lot what was on it. Um, the so big what is the T's test? Sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you spell out that acronym as to what that is for the audience? Sure, sure. It's the ATITs. It's a standardized test um, used by nursing schools around the country. Um, not every nursing school requires it, but a lot of them do. Uh, it's given year round and it's a test of essential academic skills. So it's reading, math, science, and English. Uh, it's very similar to the ACT. Uh, and so a lot of nursing schools need, uh, require a student to score in a certain range to even be required for admission. So a lot of these students take their prereqs, they invest a couple years into becoming a nurse, and then this is one of the last hurdles that can make or break their admissions into the school. Right. Um, so the test actually changed its format in late 2016, and that was my big moment of, this test is changing, this is brand new, everybody who's doing it is going to have to revamp their curriculum, so I'm just going to dive in to this. Absolutely. So when you became, um, when you discovered that the test had changed, did you immediately start developing um, your company around how to acclimate and study for the new test? Like, is that what caused the impetus for you to do it? Or was it just that you had been test, helping people test and tutoring for so long? It was the, the test changing was my spark of this is the moment to do it. Um, I knew that if I would be continuing to help people prepare for this test, even if it were just like side tutoring, I would need to do all this work anyway. So why not treat it very seriously? And like I created, you know, spreadsheet after spreadsheet to go through everything that was going to be on this exam and get it launched out as soon as possible. Yeah, there's a lot of different, because there's so many different tools, um, you know, on software, AI, all of those things now, um, apps, all of these different venues that you can kind of go down. Um, it's, it's kind of an open playing field for structuring something like this. Can you walk through like the different um, structures you employ and why you considered those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had never built a website before doing this. Um, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, <laughs> I ended up using a course platform. As you know, like uh, online courses are huge right now, and there are a lot of services that can help you kind of be plug and play. Um, I ended up picking a, uh, a platform to use and developing my content through there. So it helped for having very limited technical skills. Um, and they do video, audio, um, self-grading quizzes, things like that. And I just started playing around with it, basically. Nice. And how do you market it? You've been up and going for um, a couple of years. Over the past year, you said it started to really feel like it's got legs. Yeah. How have you been marketing? Is it, do you do social media? Is it strictly, like, there's so many learning platforms. Do you pay for ads? How is, what's your best bet? 
Yeah, so far I haven't paid for any advertising. I got really lucky really early on with Pinterest. Um, I just put up some pins that said, you know, tease flashcards direct to my site, put them out, and uh, it was magic. One day I saw somebody follow me on Pinterest and then buy the program, uh, the early version of the program, like 30 minutes later. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm onto something here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you say that because Pinterest is being called, Pinterest and YouTube are being called the new it girls for social mm. media. It's supposed to be that Instagram and um, Facebook are, you know, geriatrics and no longer to be used, which I think is hysterical. But I do love that Pinterest is kind of coming to the forefront of this, the multi-utility of it, like you said, because everyone, if your idea three years ago, people would have said, oh, you've got to do it on Instagram. But mm -hmm. you seem to have been a, an early flagship for Pinterest. So well done. Um, what would you say the ethos? So, I mean, you're in the education game, you know, and um, you're, it's clear that the ethos is to impart knowledge. But if there was a further um, branding kind of element to your test prep and to you and to your company, what would that be? Yeah, really good question. Um, so obviously I want people to learn the material, um, but I also want them to know that I care. Um, I try really hard to infuse uh, personality and uh, caring into everything that I create um, and letting people know that I understand where they are. So one of the most popular lesson types I have are 15-minute um, audio reviews where people can listen on their lunch break or while their kids are down for a nap. Um, everything is structured for somebody who's in a really busy life and I try to be open about that, that their dreams are important and they're trying to fit in their advancement into what they're already doing um, and to let people know that I care. Yeah, that's really true. I hadn't really thought about that before, but structure, format and structure really do show that you're being inclusive. You know, exactly. like you just mentioned the 15 minute for somebody who is, you know, your population isn't just some little 18 year old who's very well funded by mommy and daddy. You know, you've got people who are returning from lives that are very chaotic and weird. That's a really good point. Exactly. I like that that's your ethos. That's a very sincere and um, exciting way to come from in this world of, you know, hungry, <laughs> money grabbing <laughs> moments. Yeah. Um, I'm curious with like with the growth and with the healthiness of the company and everything else, have you looked forward to the next three years? And if so, do you have kind of idealistic goals set in mind for it? Yeah, I wish I did. So part of me is, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm frankly, part of me is amazed that this is still a thing and it's growing. At first I was like, well, maybe it'll just be, you know, some side income and that'll be great. And um, I'm really starting to learn how to treat it as a business and grow it in a strategic way. So um, I'm part of the Connect All at the Jacobs Center Business Accelerator, and I'm super grateful to be a part of that. And they're helping me really kind of shape what it, the business is like if it's not just me. Um, one of the things that I would love to do is actually hire tutors and have, um, you know, even successful graduates of this program come in and again, with the personal touch and showing that you care, having on-demand tutors to help out that way is something that I'm, I'm kicking around right now, but I'm really in a stage of exploration. Absolutely. That would be cool. Also like virtual tutors, right? So you can get exactly. to anyone all over the world. That's so fun. That's a great idea. That's a great aspect to it as well. I know so many people, you know, I was talking to um, a personal trainer the other day 
who was prolific um, back when I knew her 10 years ago and I bumped into her again and she said she's taken her entire practice online. Wow. She doesn't even meet with uh, clients anymore. And well, I mean, she meets with them, but she meets yeah. with them virtually. Exactly. Thought, yeah. Why not? Yeah. You actually don't have to be face to face. It's no longer, that's a different world. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So you don't have to party anywhere. You don't have to leave your house to party. You can get on Zoom parties. You know? Exactly. You can <laughs> hang out in your pajamas if you want. It's awesome. It is. It's good for people who like your the population that you're specifically reaching out to, you know, who come from all different walks of life. I think exactly. Cool. Um, so I'm wondering if you bumped into a young woman or female identified non-binary individual tomorrow who said, listen, I'm super excited. I've gone through, you know, this life as a journalist and a writer and um, uh, everything in between. I've decided that I am no longer um, interested in that. And I thought I was going to go into medicine. I did not. And I'm going to do the startup and it's going to be great. What are the top three pieces of advice you would give that individual knowing what you know now? Yeah. Um, let's see. I think one of them. So a person like that is probably kind of high strung. Uh, kind of type A probably. So I would recommend that it's okay to go slow. Um, especially we hear a lot today about like hustle culture and you got to grind. But when you are starting your own company, you are the most important part of that of, of the company. You are the company. So if you don't take care of yourself and go at a pace that respects you, you will burn out. Um, yes. So slow and steady wins the race here. Um, that'd probably be the first thing is uh, also being um, comfortable with being uncomfortable, I would say as well, uh, especially if you are driven and kind of a recovering perfectionist here. You know? yeah. and when you start a startup, you won't know, you will discover all the things you don't know. And um, it's really important to just be like, okay, I'm uncomfortable right now. I'm going to figure this out and keep going. Um, and then I think the third piece of advice would be to find support. Um, yeah. Find people who can help you, find people you trust. Um, I know I had gotten so into creating the course and the platform and all the lessons and building it out that I kind of just went into my office and shut the door. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to develop a business network here. This is not good if I want to stay around. So find support and people you trust. Absolutely. It's ironic because I think that you provided all three pieces of your advice that you would give someone within your actual product um, <laughs> on some level. So there's, there's a fun little tie-in. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah. I thought it's okay to go slow, go at a pace that respects you. That was built into your product. Yeah. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's built into your product, kind of relaying this information. And three, find support people whom you can trust that can help you, which is what your product is designed to do. That's fantastic. Well, there you go. There's um, your subconscious <laughs> delivered on a platform. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Kate, I wanted to say thank you so much for your time today. I'm excited for your company um, as an academic um, or a former academic and um, I just, I so strongly believe in some of these study, you know, um, situations helping, like you said, the populations that, um, aren't thought of when people think about people prepping for test prep and um, test exactly. prep for anyone who doesn't know for me personally is right up there with cleaning my toilet. It's <laughs> yes. just like it's a moment <laughs> that I never ever want to go into. And when I do it, I do it as quickly as possible, which is not right. So I really, um, I look forward to seeing where um, pre-nursingsmarter.com comes to 
And I want to say thanks, Kate. I really appreciate you talking with us. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. And to everyone listening, thank you for giving us your time. And until we talk again next time, remember to always bet on yourself. Sláinte.